0: Gateway Gamers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Gateway Gamers Podcast. My name is Brian Marvel, one half host of the Gateway Gamers Podcast, coming to you solo tonight. Um, There's been a virus that has ravaged my household and RP and I have not been able to get together to record or just kind of work out a schedule to record. So I'm just taking the opportunity tonight to cover some expansions. If you read the title, you see we are covering the Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances expansions. If you listen to the episode that we covered, R.P. and I really enjoyed that game. Uh, we thought it was a great intro to a skirmish game. It had a great way to teach families how to play, and it was really strategic for what it was. I think the one caveat that I have about it was it needed more characters if it was going to last and become a great game for me. Since we dropped that review, three new expansions have dropped, adding nine new characters to the game, which I'm going to talk about today. The first expansion we're going to talk about is Turning the Tide. This expansion adds Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, and Moana from the self-titled Moana movie. So we have three new characters. The set also adds new terrain tiles, water tiles, which we'll talk about, and a new status effect of the game, which is called No Punchbacks, which is exclusive to Stitch. As I said, the new terrain tiles are known as the ocean tiles, and they're triggered by a lot of Moana's abilities. Characters with the oceanic keyword stepping on these hexes get one extra movement and remove the tiles after they move through them. Uh, you could take advantage of multiple tiles for the characters that move through them to give them a lot of movement. So you can have three water tiles in a row, and a character with the oceanic keyword can pretty much slide across those three tiles for free and move to where they need to go. Uh, The only knockback to that is a lot of Moana's attacks and a lot of her powers are depending on how many ocean tiles are on the map. So it's a good balance of, do I want to utilize these and kind of nerf Moana, or do I just kind of leave these on the map and move normally? I like the idea of these tiles. The one thing I don't like is that they have no effect on non-oceanic characters, I would have liked to seen them slow characters down that aren't ocean-based. I think that would have been like a neat addition to the game, but it is what it is. Now, as I said, Moana is a powerhouse as long as she has those ocean tiles around. She's a uh, quick-moving damage-dealing as long as she has those tiles. Uh, So having them around is really good, and she can also heal depending on how many there are in the map. So, I mean... Overall, she's a really solid character. I like that each time it's her turn, she could just throw more of these water tiles out into the map and really utilize them if you have an oceanic team for movement, moving them where they need to go. And if you don't have an oceanic team, she could just build these water tiles up and become stronger and stronger as they kind of build, which will make her pretty important to attack for the other player. Once you start seeing these water tiles come up, the other player could be like, oh... I need to start going after her so she's almost a tank in that sense where she'll start to draw the eyes of the opponents and be like all right we need to take her out the next character is stitch uh he's also a bit of a tank character he can heal really well he can reduce damage on himself with multiple status effects The status effect, no punchbacks, fully negates a character from being able to deal hit damage after he deals damage to them. So if he hits a person, they gain no punchbacks, and that opponent cannot hit Stitch. And that's really cool, because when you play this game, a lot of the characters will bunch up in the middle. So kind of hitting people and putting the status effect on them will just kind of leave Stitch alone. Like, eventually characters won't be able to hit him, and he could just kind of do whatever he wants. He also has a built-in power, where if he receives three damage in a phase, he starts to stack up. Toughness is an effect that reduces one damage for each attack. So if someone does three damage, normally does two, and that can be stacked up to eventually negate all damage. It's a really neat way to kind of keep Stitch in the game. The real fun part of Stitch, however, is that he's a bit chaotic, just as the character in the movie. A lot of his cards will be like, if you have odd number of health, do 3 damage. And then if you have an even number of health, heal 2 damage. It's really dependent and really chaotic on how you want to play him. And it makes it hard for the other player to kind of figure out what you're going to do. Because depending on if you're even or odd, you can do different things. He can either be a great self-healer, or he could be a damage dealer. It really makes him fun to play as. The next character we're going to talk about is Davy Jones. Davy Jones is... Interesting as a character. Uh, He's a high-risk, high-reward type of character. Very thematic. He wants his entire team, his crew, to be cursed. This curse comes at a price, though, where each character that's cursed at the end of their turn receives one damage. But for every character that's cursed, Davy Jones receives some kind of benefit. It makes him stronger. So if a cursed ally that you have hits another character... Davy Jones heals, no matter where he's at on the board. He can also gain attack bonuses. He could draw more cards to more cursed allies you get. You kind of get the idea. He's a really cool character that is kind of a manipulator. He's very strong, but he also relies on his crew and the other characters to do damage. He has one of my favorite attacks in the game, though, where Once you upgrade them, you flip the card over and it's called the Kraken attack. And it's just like a five damage attack to anyone on the board anywhere on the map. Like it's just, it could be like devastating. It's like, all right, like I'm flipping my card over, paying for it. And then boom, five damage to a character that might not be expecting it. It's just a really cool attack and kind of thing to kind of do that could change the course of the game a bit. So that's really it. I mean, it's... Literally just three new characters to the game. Uh, they are all wildly thematic. They're different, but not different enough that it's not changing the game dramatically. It's just adding more to the game and adding more combos and keywords. Where, as I said, each one of these characters has the Oceanic keyword, and Ariel from the first game has the Oceanic keyword, so she's able to benefit from the water tiles that Moana's throwing out. And I think that's cool it's not nerfing the other characters these characters aren't dramatically different from the other characters and these keywords are I think how they're going to keep the game and these new abilities and new effects interesting without adding too much being able to look back at the other characters and kind of figure out how one character from the expansion pairs well with another character I think is really interesting and I'm really excited for when they add more. Speaking of more, the next expansion is the Thrills and Chills expansion. This expansion adds Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas, Mother Gothel from Tangled, and the Horn King from the long forgotten Black Cauldron movie of the 80s, um, which I actually really enjoy. So we'll just jump right into it. The Horn King uh, brings two new elements to the game minions and constant abilities. So the Horn King uses his cauldron, if you've ever seen the animated movie, he's just like a big skeleton guy, and he has a cauldron, and out of the cauldron comes a bunch of skeletons, his skeleton army, so that translates into this game pretty much the same way, where he has minion tokens that come out into the battlefield, and they have one HP, so once you hit them, they're kind of knocked off, but there's a lot of them. So he can bring a bunch out to the field, and they can't go onto the uh, crown spaces to get victory points, but they can clog up the battlefield, and they can just ping people for damage and just be really annoying. Uh, the neat part of this ability is it occurs whenever you, as a summoner, gain a victory point. So even if you somehow gain a victory point on the enemy's turn, you gain a skeleton. A skeleton can come out. So it's just a really neat power that can really clog up the map with these annoying characters. Um, And he's just a bit of a sniper. He kind of stays out of the fray, uses his minions to do all the work. Uh, If they're next to a character, they do damage. Uh, Some of his cards will manipulate the skeletons to kind of do extra damage, and then they die. If they're next to somebody, if they're next to multiple characters, they do more. It's just a really cool and thematic ability. Uh, the next skeleton character I'm going to talk about is Jack Skellington. He introduces a new status effect called Afraid, and this effect is given to another character and forces that character to either move away or take two damage if they're still next to Jack Skellington. This is a great, great, great power for tanks, and like I said, when in the middle of the map's just getting clustered up full of characters, he's giving out these Afraid tokens and having people either run away from him or taking damage. It's a really easy way to kind of control the field. And that's what Jack Skellington does. He controls. He's a controller. He's giving out presents. These presents are dealing various status effects. And then when they have a status effect, a lot of his cards do extra damage depending on how many status effects the character has. So if you team him up with Dr. Facilier from the first box who also gives status effects... Jack Skellington is a damage dealer, and just a pain in the ass. His special even has him discarding cards to lengthen effects of his characters and to shorten effects of your characters. So with certain effects, they can stack and they get little tokens so you know multiple turns you can use this effect, whether it's positive or negative. He can manipulate that. So if you have Stitch, who has multiple toughnesses, he can take a token from Stitch, and then give it to another character, either extending someone's afraid, or giving one of your characters extra taunt, extra strong, extra stealthy, whatever you kind of need to do. And that's really cool that he kind of manipulate that, because it's annoying. If you're a person, a player that kind of uses a lot of effects and counts on these effects he can kind of come in and negate them and move them around and kind of manipulate them the way he wants like i said especially if you're playing against like a davy jones and you're moving curses around or you're playing with a stitch who has a lot of defensive abilities that kind of stop you from getting attacked and you can move them to somebody else and negate his defense a bit it's a really neat character to kind of play as Next up is Mother Gothel, uh, as I said, the villain from the Tangled movie. Uh, this character is all about being sneaky and backstabbing and manipulative from the shadows. Uh, she gains the stealthy status a lot, which makes her hard to hit with a direct attack unless a character discards a card from her hand. So you can't hit her with a direct, certain direct attacks unless you first get rid of a card from your hand. So while she's in stealth, she has a lot of cards that manipulate your deck making you banish cards from your hand she makes you lose status effects completely Um, she also plays a lot of keywords which is nice because we haven't really seen too much of that yet Uh, if any character with the princess keyword uh, gets damaged she just damages any person with that keyword so far the only character that has that keyword in all the characters so far is ariel so hopefully there'll be more coming with the princess keyword to really utilize her power Princesses also heal her. If any princess on the map gets hurt, she heals up. And that's kind of it. Like I said, she's a very manipulative, very stealthy character. She wants to be in stealth and move up on somebody. She does extra damage if she's in stealth, making her hard to hit. And also being a great damage dealer. Um, she would pair really well with Aladdin, who's also gets to stealth a lot and is hard to hit. So her and Aladdin would team up nicely to have you run your deck out, if you mill your deck a lot and to hit them, and then eventually your deck will run out and the player will win by default. So that's really it. It's a lot more characters, and they're super thematic. I think that's the one thing I'm going to say about these. each one of these boxes, it's it's just oozing theme. Each character feels like they should in the game. I think with each expansion especially, they're getting better, they're getting better at flexing their muscles and kind of making these characters real unique. But again, not breaking the game none of these characters feel overpowered a lot of these characters have a good amount of weakness and also strengths you can see a lot of these characters starting to pair well with other ones either from the first expansion or second expansion or an expansion that kind of will come next so another great expansion I'm really excited the more that come out and speaking of more We have the latest expansion, just came out this month, Leading the Charge, which introduces Elsa from Frozen, particularly Frozen 2, Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, and Scar from The Lion King. So first off will be Elsa. Elsa introduces a new effect to the game, Invulnerable. What this does, it ignores all damage dealt and then is removed. So you get hit for two damage, it just negates it completely, and then you lose that status effect. Nothing too crazy, but again, it's nice to kind of be introduced to new effects, and they're not game-breaking. And as of now, it's just for her. However, I feel like this is going to be something that a lot of characters can kind of get in in the future. I feel like if they make a Hercules, like obviously Hercules would get this power, or any other kind of tanky, strong character can kind of gain this. Uh, Elsa's all about crowd control. She has a lot of movement cards that can get her in a position to immobilize enemies. So Immobilized is a status effect from the base game, where it kind of freezes a character in their tracks. Once they're immobilized, they can't move, so this is her freezing them in ice. So she has some good range, and she has good immobilization, and she also has great deck control. Many of her cards manipulate her deck, giving her a chance to draw lots of cards, and her one of her build-in effects is she can discard cards to gain invulnerable. So instead of having to reduce your hand down at the end of the turn, you could draw a bunch of cards, the ones you don't need or you don't want, you could discard and then gain invulnerable. It's a really cool manipulation of her deck. Uh, a couple of her cards are also insanely good. Uh, they only have one of them in a the deck, but the one is she basically deals two damage a character, and then she goes again. She gets a full movement phase and a full attack phase all over again, which is really powerful in this game if you especially with her with her card manipulation if she can get a good deck of cards in her hand deal two damage get to where she needs to get to and then go again just completely deal a good amount of damage and then run away it's a really cool card another one she has is she does damage pushes a character away and then does two damage to a range character so you're punching someone push them away and then shooting them it's a really cool way to kind of control the opponent and move them around. And she's really good at that. So I think Elsa, I guess, would be the tank in this game. But she also, like, heals. I don't know. She's a really powerful character, which makes sense because of her moveset of being an ice deity of, what of some kind. Whatever they kind of made her in the second movie. Next up is Scar. I think this might be one of my favorite characters in the game. He's definitely one of my favorite Disney villains, but... They made him ridiculous in this game. Um, He's the ultimate opportunist, as he should be. He oozes theme. He wants to be on the crown victory point spots of the map, and all his cards kind of affect that in some way, either damaging people who are on those victory spots or giving him a big boost when he's on that spot himself. He wants to get on those spots so bad that his built-in ability... Allows him to discard a movement card from his hand and move an enemy one space. Not that powerful, but if that enemy was on a crown space, Scar moves to that space. That's insane. That's insane mobility. You can leave Scar on a starting position, wait for your opponent to get to that space, use that power to discard a card, and then Scar's just there in the middle of the map now, standing on a victory point spot. It's just insane that you can just teleport to a victory point spot like that. And then once you're there, a lot of his cards make him super powerful on that spot. He manipulates opponent's decks, starting to force them to discard cards. Um, He can do extra damage when he's on that spot. He can move allies around while he's on that spot. It's it's just insane, like, how good he is. He's a glass cannon a bit. Like, once he's there, his health isn't very high. So he really counts on other people to kind of keep him safe. But once he's on that spot, or he's even near anyone on that spot, he has one card that does, like, five damage to whoever's on that victory point spot, which is an absurd amount of damage. But it makes sense. He's a super thematic character. Like, Scar wants the crown. He wants to be on that spot. So it's really neat that they were able to show that thematically in this game of how sneaky and conniving he is. Last up is Buzz Lightyear, um, who I think is kind of the weakest of all the expansions. Not a bad character, but not not a flashy character, I'll say that. He's just like a jumpy, small, but constant damage deal, which I guess makes sense thematically. He's just like a toy ...moving around a map... ...because a lot of his cards... ...he can move in between characters... ...and he's constantly kind of moving around. Um And he's just like a... ...a stealth... ...not a stealth... ...he's just like a sniper. Like he just kind of has a lot of cards... ...that have good range... ...and he can attack multiple enemies... ...for like a small amount of damage. He has a card... ...that can hit... ...a character like two spaces away... ...for one damage. A character that's three spaces away... ...for two damage. And then another character... That's further away for, like, one damage. He's just, like, a little pew-pew with his laser type damage dealer. Um, Which isn't a bad thing. Like I said, it's just... It's nothing new, but it's just another character uh, that's pretty straightforward. I think he just kind of pairs well with a tank or a healer that can keep him alive as he kind of moves around the map and gets a position. He does have one card where he can have an ally... Anywhere on the map, attack characters. Like, he's kind of calling in his little intercom to kind of have you attack, which is neat. Like, it's a neat little way to do damage, again, just from range. So, that's it. Like I said, nothing too flashy, but a a fun character. More is good with this game. So, I'm not complaining that we have a, a simpler character in all these. So, that's kind of it. Those are all the new expansions. That's all it brings is more characters. It's just more of the same, but it's... Good more. Uh, This is, like I said, a game that, in my opinion, is now great and getting better because they have a new expansion announced already. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's bringing Mulan, Robin Hood, and Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast into the game. So I like they're bringing weird characters in. I love Robin Hood. Uh, Mulan is a great character, but then Mrs. Potts, I don't know how she'll work in, but I'm sure it'll be thematic and amazing. So, it's like I love that they are adding more. I think they're adding a lot quickly, which is good for the game, but bad for my wallet. All three expansions came out within a year. So, I don't know how many more will be in the next year. But I'll be buying them all because I really enjoy this game. I think it's... Every time I play, it's easier to set up. It's easier to kind of teach. It's easier to figure out. I've introduced this game... It's RP. I've introduced it to listener Preston. He really enjoyed it. I introduced it to my game group. They enjoyed it. It's just not. It's not a heavy game. It's but it's still like tactical and it's still fun. I think uh, the OP did a, a decent job with the components to keep it at a low price point. Uh, some of the cards have been wonky, which is whatever. You deal with it. I'm excited to see more. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, I hope you guys check out the game. Like I said, listen to our episode covering the base game, if you haven't, to kind of get more of an idea of what these characters can do, what I'm talking about. So that's kind of it I got to say about these expansions. Again, I think all three of them are wonderful. I think it's hard to pick a favorite when they're pretty much the same, just adding more characters, not really changing the game too much. But more is good, I'll say it a thousand times in this episode. Um, but thank you for listening, Thank you for being patient as this episode's kind of coming out a little bit late. I know I personally, when I listen to podcasts, I schedule them out so I can listen to them as soon as they drop. So if I ruined your morning commute on Monday, you could blame my family, blame my wife, blame my kids. I blame them for everything, so you can too. But as always, give us five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, check out our merch on TeePublic and Redbubble. We have shirts, we have hats, stickers, stickers always help, magnets. And if you don't want to do any of that, that's fine. Just uh, thank you so much for listening, and goodbye.